Dr. Shanina Walker, and thank you for joining me today on our podcast, Yasha, Young and Sharing His Anointing. Today on our Let's Wrap readings, I want to speak to you on the subject of trust in the Lord. And today our lesson is going to be coming from Jeremiah, the 17th chapter, beginning at the fifth verse. Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man and maketh flesh his arm and whose heart depart from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath in the desert and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched place in the wilderness, in the salt land and not inhabited. Blessed be the man that trusted in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaves shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Let's wrap. Now we know from our study that the book of Jeremiah was actually written by Jeremiah. And Jeremiah means whom Jehovah has appointed. He was appointed a prophet before his birth. We know that he states that his message was primarily one of judgment upon Judah for its shameful and persistent sin. The message was hardly popular with the inhabitants and the rulers of that time, and often Jeremiah's life was in jeopardy. Anyone that has a gift of prophecy or understand clearly what I'm saying, it's not always a pleasant message to bring when you're bringing a message of judgment. Many times people don't want to hear a message of judgment from the Lord. They want to hear a message of, of prosperity and blessings, and you're going to get a new car. But nevertheless, Jeremiah was bringing this message of judgment upon Judah for his shameful and persistent sin. Jeremiah also was known as the weeping prophet for Jeremiah dealt with his own periodic periods of depression, which contributed to the style of writing which Jeremiah wrote. And for this reason, he was titled uh, the weeping prophet. Now we know in this chapter on the 17th uh, chapter of Jeremiah, he was talking to the children of Judah about the sin of Judah. And in previous verses, he began to tell them about their sin and how it had been written with the pen of iron and with the point of diamond. And it had been engraved in the tablets of their hearts and upon the horns of the altar. So uh, we see that Judah was falling deep into sin. Nevertheless, Jeremiah was bringing a message trying to uh, warn them at the same time, encourage them. In the fifth verse, as I begin to read, we see that he's saying to trust in the Lord. But before he began to tell them to trust in the Lord, he was letting them know what would come if you don't trust in the Lord. And we see that he said, thus saith the Lord, cursed be the man that trusts in man. We know when we look at the word curse, the word curse means something bad um, happening uh, or it means affected by uh, something unpleasant damned or doomed, ill-fated. So basically what Jeremiah was trying to inform the children of Judah is that if you put your trust in man, you're going to be cursed. You're going to be damned. You're going to be doomed. There's going to be no uh, coming out of it. It's not going to be nothing good is going to come out of you putting your trust in man. Jeremiah went on to tell them, not only thus saith the Lord, 
Curses is the one who puts his trust in men, but who's draw, who draws strength from mere flesh. We know by studying the scripture that God was weary with the repenting of Judah. We know that they had a Mansi, which, Mansi, which was their king, and he was extremely wicked. And the Lord was angry with Judah. God had continued to give them a chance after chance to return to him. And God had taken his peace from them because of their sin. We know that in the 16th chapter, in the 10th verse, they wanted to act like they didn't know why God was bringing such great evil against them. But God made it very clear through the prophet Jeremiah. He began to tell them that you have done worse than your fathers. You have defiled my land. You did everything you wanted to do according to the imagination of your own heart. Uh, the children of Judah had begun to rely on man's and the arms of the flesh. So in this particular verse, the fifth verse, God was declaring and decreeing what was going to happen to them if they continued to go the way they were going. And he said to those who draw strength from mere flesh and whose heart turn away from the Lord, you're going to be cursed. He said the people will be like a bush in a wasteland. And we know that when we look out and think about the desert and the bushes are all dry and it's all hot and there's no water. He said, they will not see prosperity when it comes. As I begin to look at that verse, I'm, I'm seeing where he didn't say prosperity wouldn't come to them. He said that you're in a place right now where you've been cursed, that you're not even going to see it when it comes. He said that they uh, will dwell in a parched place of the desert. And just like I made an example a moment ago of the desert and how the desert is hot, the desert is dry. There is no water. There's no place uh of water, living water to be able to sustain any type of life. He said they will dwell in a parched place of the desert in a salt land where no one lives. As we begin to look into that scripture and we see, he said they will dwell. He didn't say they'll be passing through. He didn't say it was going to come and then uh, it's going to pass you by. He said they will dwell in a parched land. Dwell means you're going to be staying there. Dwell means that's your living place or parched place of the desert, a place where there's no life. There's no sustaining life. No one lives there. You're all by yourself. You're all alone, all because of the disobedience and the curse, uh, because you didn't trust in God, because you chose to trust in man and, and you drew strength from the arms of the flesh or you drew strength from man. But he went on in the seventh verse, which was very encouraging. God always give them a chance or he always was reaching out to give them a chance to turn from their wicked ways. He said, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. We know that blessed mean endowed with divine favor or protection. So he was telling them, if you trust in the Lord, you're going to be endowed with favor. You're going to be endowed with protection. You don't have to worry about a thing because I'm on your side. The Lord is on your side. All you got to do is trust in me, trust in the Lord, and you're going to be blessed. We know that the word trust means firm belief, the reliability, truth, ability, or strength in God, confidence. So he was telling them that if you trust in me, if you have confidence, it went on to say whose confidence is in him. If you have confidence in the Lord, you don't have anything to worry about because the Lord is on your side. He said they will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the streams. In other words, if you trust in the Lord, you're going to be blessed. If you have confidence in the Lord, you're going to be blessed. You're going to be like that tree 
that's planted by the water. And we know anytime you see a tree that's planted by water, those roots stretch out and they start going towards the water and they draw their strength from the water. We know that God or Jesus is the living water that we need in order to draw strength from. He's begin to say they will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. Jeremiah was letting them know because you are that tree that's planted by the water whose roots are going towards the streams, which is the living water, you don't have anything to fear. It doesn't fear when heat comes. It doesn't fear that the leaves are going to um, turn brown. He said the leaves are always green. It's not worried about a year of drought. You don't have to worry when you're in Christ and when you're trusting in the Lord about what's going on around you. You don't have to worry about the economy or any situation. He said he will never fail to bear fruit. He began to tell the children of Judah, if you trust God, if you don't rely on the arms of the flesh and you don't rely on the strength of the flesh, if you begin to trust God, you're going to be that tree that's planted by the water. And no matter what happens around you, no matter what comes or what goes, you don't have to worry because God is on your side. God is right there with you. You're going to be sustained. You're going to be sustained because you're drinking or you're getting your source from the living water. We can clearly see the difference uh, from those who trust in the Lord and those who decide not to trust in the Lord, but to trust in uh, the strength of mere flesh. And the difference is that we see that the ones who are trusting in the Lord, he said, if you trust in the Lord, they're going to be strong below the surface. Your roots are going out and they're drawing from the living water, but you're going to be abundant from above. It went on to let us know that, uh, that you have no worries in the year of drought and you will never fail to bear fruit. So they're going to continue to be blessed. You're going to continue to bear fruit. If you continue to trust in God and continue to put your confidence in him. Now, I really didn't have any intention, including verse nine and verse 10, but I love what verse nine says. He was speaking to the uh, children of Judah. Remember, he was letting them know, don't get it twisted. Keep in mind that your heart is deceitful above all things that you can't draw from what your heart says. You can't go according to the flesh, according to what your heart is telling you. The heart is deceitful above all things, above everything else, above everything that we see, above everything that we know, above everything that's around us. Your heart is more deceitful than anything. He said it's beyond cure. There's no cure for the heart when it wants what it want to want to do what it want to do. He said, who can understand it? And then he went on because he's speaking for the Lord in verse 10. He said, I, the Lord searches the heart and examine the mind. So we know that no one can see our heart or what's really in our heart, but God knows. God know our heart. He examines our mind. He know if we just speaking out of our mouth, God, I trust you. But yet at the same time, we're leaning on the arms of the flesh and trusting in man and trusting in the arms of the flesh. Or he know if deep in your heart, you are truly trusting in him and you have confidence in him. He said, the Lord searches the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve. So God knows your conduct. God knows their deeds. He know what they deserve. So God is going to give every man a reward according to what their deeds deserve. So the children of Judah, this was a warning. This was a judgment. This was a declaration from the Lord, letting them know that you're going to be cursed if you trust in man. If you draw your strength from mere flesh, which is man, and your heart begins to turn away from the Lord, there's going to be curses. But God was letting them know there is a way out because if you trust in the Lord and you put your confidence in him, you're going to be blessed. Let's apply. 
what I begin to understand from studying this particular chapter and looking at the uh, children of Judah and how they continue to fall into sin and they continue to uh, weary God with their repentance, I begin to wonder how many times have we wearied God with our repentance? How many times have we continued to do the same thing again and again and again and again and want God to forgive us for the same sin? And the Bible began to say that they wearied God with their repentance. God was sick of them coming to him with the same thing over and over again. The Lord began to become angry with the children of Judah. I wonder how many times when I sit and think, how many times have I angered the Lord uh, with my wearying him with the same thing over and over again? I'm reminded of the scripture in Hebrew, the 10th chapter and the 26th verse, uh, international version, where it says that we deliberately keep on sinning after we receive the knowledge of truth, no sacrifice for sin is left. Hmm. And I, I begin to think about that. How many times have we known that we're sinning if we're doing a thing, but we continue to do that thing again and again. The Bible says no more sacrifice where sin is left. God began to get weary and angry with the children of Israel because no doubt they have been told by uh, Jeremiah again and again about the sin that they were doing, but they continue to do that same sin again and again. As I began to think back over my own life and I remember a situation in my life where I was going through some situation and circumstance and I had been co contemplating about what I was going to do about the situation. I was hurt. I was broken. And I had made up in my mind that this is what I was going to do. And I remember just as clearly my mom calling me on the phone out of the blue. She had no idea what was going on in my mind, but she called me on the phone. I don't even know if she remember this, but she called me and said, Shanina, God said, don't willfully sin. And I was like, wow, wow. God began to tell her to let me know not to willfully sin. That means that he knew the desire in my mind. He knew what my heart, that desperately wicked heart was telling me to do. Cause remember the heart is desperately wicked above all things. And it was telling me to, yeah, go ahead, go do it. Go, you can fix this. You can get, you know what to do about that situation. All you got to do, go do is do this or you can go do that. But I thank God that at the time he had my mother call me to let me know not to willfully sin because I had made up my mind on what I was going to do about the situation and the circumstance. As I continue to think about the scripture, Jeremiah 17 chapter in the fifth verse as well. And it reads, curses is the one who trusts in man who draws strength from mere flesh uh, wonder again, how many times have we cursed ourselves because we continue to trust in man? How many times have men let us down? How many times have they failed us, but yet we continue to try to draw strength from mere flesh instead of uh, turning to the Lord in prayer? We were quick to go to someone else for advice or someone else for this or that. They're trying to get an answer or trying to get uh, some comfort for ourselves. When the Bible t clearly tells us that the joy of the Lord is our strength, that we can get strength from the Lord. All we have to do is go to him in prayer. Uh, there's nothing too hard for God that he is the one that will supply all our needs according to his riches and glory. But yet we turn to the arms of the flesh, trying to get our strength, trying to get our answers. 
And eventually turning to the arms of the flesh is going to lead our heart to turn away from God. The more we rely on men, the less you begin to rely on God. The more you begin to rely on yourself, the less you begin to rely on God. Once we begin to rely on ourselves, we get to the point where we think we're doing this thing. Oh, it's about me. Oh, I'm the one uh, supplying the need for my family. I'm the one going out to work every day. It's me. It's because of me you got the house. Because of me you got the car. Because of me you're eating. Because of me. You know, we begin to get the big head thinking it's all about us, but it's not about us. And we'll see that even though we're seeing a little trickle down a blessing, it's nothing um, compared to what we could see. If we only trust in the Lord, he began to tell them that when you're not trusting in, in me and you're trusting in the arms of flesh, that you're going to be like a bush in a wasteland. He said, you won't see prosperity. So although you, your family may be getting a little blessing here or there is nothing compared to what we could have. So prosperity is there. We just can't see it because why? Because we're trusting in man and studying God. Versus if we were to trust in the Lord and put our confidence in God, he said, we'd be like that tree that's planted by the water, a tree that sends out its roots by the stream where we're drawing from the living water. And when we're that tree that's planted by the water and we know our roots are connected to the living water, he said, we don't have no need to fear. We don't have to fear when he comes. We don't have to fear when the enemy turns the fire up in our life three times hotter. When situations and circumstances become our way, we don't have to fear. Why? Because our roots are connected to the stream of the living water. We don't have to fear that the, the leaves on our trees or the, 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 our life is going to turn brown. But the Bible says our leaves are going to always be green. We're going to always be flourishing. We're going to always be prosperous. We don't have to worry about a year drought. We don't have to worry about the economy. We don't have to worry about what Trump doing. We don't have to worry about a recession. I, me- I remember the year that they had a recession. They had, you hear I say they had a recession because that year was the most blessed year that me and my husband ever had. We went on a cruise. We went, we did a whole lot that year and they were in a recession. But why? Because we didn't have to worry. We're connected to the living water. We're that tree that's standing by the water, planted firmly in the word of God, where our roots are connected to the living water in the streams. So we're going to always continue to bear. He said they are never failed to bear fruit. I'm not worried about not bearing fruit. I'm not worried about it because why? Because I'm connected to the source. I'm connected to the living water because I'm blessed by God because I trust in the Lord and my confidence is in him. My confidence is not in man. My confidence is not in a job. My confidence is not in my children. My confidence is not in my parents. My confidence is not in my husband. My confidence is in the Lord. So I will never fail to bear fruit. We know that when the Bible talks about bearing fruit, it talks about love, joy, peace, meekness, temperance, faithfulness. It talks about long suffering. So we have to bear these fruits according to the, the word of the Lord. And what, how are we going to bear these fruits? We're going to trust in the Lord. We're going to be rooted and grounded in his word. And the more we stay in his word, the more we'll begin to bear more fruit. So I encourage you today to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths because there is a blessing attached to you trusting in the Lord. There's a blessing attached to you putting your confidence in him.
Father God, in the name of your son, Jesus, Lord, we just thank you today, Father. We thank you for this word that you have given us, O oh, Father. We thank you for your word, for your word is true, God. We thank you for letting us know, Father, that there are curses associated with trusting in man, O oh, God. There are curses associated with drawing strength from mere flesh, O oh, Father. But we thank you today, God, because you love us so much, God, that you let us know, God, that they that trust in you, God, shall be blessed, O oh, God. They that put their confidence in you, God, shall be blessed. And we shall be like a tree, Lord, that's planted by the water, O oh, God, that we should continue to bear fruit, God, that we don't have to fear, God, when heat comes or when drought comes, O oh, God, for our leaves will forever be green. Lord, we just thank you for letting us know about our heart, God, that our heart is deceitful above all things, O oh, God, that there's no cure for our heart, God. God, that who can know it and who can understand it except you, Father. You are the one that examine our heart and our mind. So we ask today, Father, that you would examine us, God, like only you can. Search our hearts, O oh Father, and the sin that you find in us, move it out of the way. Create us a clean heart. Renew a right spirit, O oh God. Help us, O oh Father, that we don't willfully sin, O oh God. That we don't weary you, O oh God. That we don't anger you, O oh God. We're going over the same things again and again, O oh God. Your words say, can we, shall we continue to sin where grace may abound? God forbid, O oh God. Help us, O oh God, that we might stand for truth, O oh God. Help us that we might lay aside every weight and sin that do so easily beset us, O oh God. Help us to trust in you with our own heart, O oh God. Not to lean our own understanding, but in all our ways to acknowledge you, that you shall direct our path. God, we love you. We praise you. God, we worship you and you alone, for you are worthy, God. There is none like you, Lord. Lord, we just thank you and we praise you today. It is in your son jesus name we pray amen as always thank you for listening to yasha young and sharing his anointing i am elder shanina walker until next time have a blessed day